0: Have a person who knows you and wants the best for you and your kids. And, you know, I have that person, and most of the time she'll say, I'm proud of you too, but when I really need it, she'll say, Have you, you know, considered this, or maybe you should not do it that way next time. This is a single mom cast. I'm Mel Hyatt, and I'm Kelly Weehunt. And today, moms, we are talking about disappointment. Super fun topic. Kelly, have you ever been disappointed? Yes. Have you ever disappointed anyone? Absolutely. Oh, good. We have an expert in the studio <laughs> today. To just get us going, the definition, in case we are confused, of disappointment is sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> I thought it you was going to be the other person. As single moms, we've never experienced those Never. And, and sometimes people, they don't meet our expectations, and that's when we're disappointed. Yeah. There's also times I have a current disappointment where I was wronged and someone was being hurtful, and both of those are disappointment. Yeah some sort of sadness or something caused by this other thing. So that's what we're going to navigate today. We'll be real honest. Um, before we hit record, we both talked about that we are maybe a little too close to this topic at the time. Um, as moms, we are both currently navigating something that has disappointed us because our children are being impacted by it. Two separate things, but how fun is that, Kelly? Well, and I think it's, I don't know, I think it's interesting to talk
1: about this because, and I said, I made that comment about single moms earlier, because I think like we might talk about specific disappointments in this podcast, but I Mm -hmm. think it's important to point out that as single moms, we are always going to carry this level of disappointment that I get. I think I'd also label grief Mm -hmm. just because life isn't necessarily the way that it's supposed to be
0: yeah for us, I think I just said to you before we started recording that, well, that's because it wasn't supposed to be this way, right. And so,
1: regardless of the circumstances that led to the life situation that you're in, life's not supposed to be this way. And so I think yeah. we we have to learn to carry that disappointment well. Um, I hear a lot of counselors just call it grief because that's what it is. yeah, you're grieving those like your definition expectations of your life not being met. Yeah. And even though your life can turn out fantastic and amazing and God does amazing things and beauty from ashes and all of that, there's still this underlying vacancy. Yeah. Just and you so know, when, it's a such an important topic for us to talk about. Well,
0: you you know how have you Let's just let's start with the first thing that you think of when we say, let's talk about navigating disappointment?
1: Honestly, the first thing I think of is that in my amazing amounts of counseling, (laughs) (laughs) praise God for it, um, I have learned that, and I guess we call it people-pleasing, but I have learned that I have a really hard time handling disappointing other people. And so what I do is I've basically spent my life trying to make sure that I wasn't the one being the disappointment. Hmm. And so I'm talking about that in counseling one day because I'm just sitting there going, I don't, I just don't understand because I don't feel like I've had these like substantial life events or something that, that had led me to where I am. And she pointed out, well, do you feel like you have lived a life where you were trying to just make sure other people were not disappointed in you? And I said, it was a total God moment because it's just kind of slipped out because I said, well, yeah, because I know I can handle disappointment. Mm. And she looked at me and she just goes, so why do you think the other person can't? And that was like one of those moments in counseling where you're just like, oh, come on. But it's true. It's that it was almost a need for control in a weird way that I thought was kind of a godly, you know, servanthood kind of way. Because I so desperately didn't know how the other person was going to react to the disappointment. And that scared me. And so I would rather just deal with it because I know how I would react to it. Yeah. I just suck it up and figure it out. Um, but she's kept saying, why would you deny the other person, even the sanctification of going through the process of being disappointed and figuring out how to handle it? Um, and that's, that's that a was hard deep. one for me. Yeah.
0: And as a, you step back as a parent, you know, something that I think through counseling and just all of this being a mom, I'm always thinking, oh my goodness, they're watching me, mm-hmm. you know, am I? passing this awesome trait I have (laughs) of control or that of people pleasing? Or would you want your babies to try to shield everyone else from disappointment and carrying it themselves? Absolutely not. Isn't that the weird tension of like, gosh, what do I, that's why we have to be good at this. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and it's funny because it's like, I look at you as my friend. If I knew you were living that way, I would lose my mind be like oh my gosh Mel let me take some of that like what do you want I'll take some of that disappointment and I know other people would probably be the same way with me and I just couldn't that's something I've had to work really hard on
0: yeah because just knowing it doesn't really change anything right we have to just keep acting it out and I bet you the Lord's gonna keep allowing you to be disappointed so you can get really good at this yes (laughs) he's done how you're currently feeling (laughs) that's what all this is about. (laughs) We're working out. (laughs) Thanks God for giving me these opportunities for sanctification. (laughs) What a guy he is. Well, that is a great way to start this because I want to remind all of our single moms that we all experience things differently. Um, And in the way that you're experiencing it isn't wrong, but it might not be right. Yeah. As confusing as that could be. Um, so I want to start out um, just talking about what you and I have learned about disappointment um, and and what we've done good and what we haven't done good and how we can get better at navigating a disappointing a disappointing moment in a way that makes us better and our kids. Absolutely. Because we, you know, every moment is an opportunity to give them more content for counseling, or, (laughs) you know, more confidence, and and we're not always going to get it right. So let's, let's talk through that, Kelly, maybe. Um, I love that. I love that you learned that in counseling. Is there anything that you've learned, maybe in the middle of disappointment or after that you would love to share with our mamas? I think as a byproduct of
1: not what I've, I think a, as a byproduct of always wanting to be the one to carry the disappointment so the other person wouldn't have to, I think what happened with that was I stopped showing emotion to mm-hmm. my kids. Yeah. So I also built up in my mind, um, well, really what the enemy did was he built up in my mind, mom always needs to be happy for her kids to be happy. mm and so when I deal with feelings of disappointment, I would stuff it and I would stuff it deep. And then it would come out just that weird, you know,
0: sob in the shower. Or you know. somebody like puts the fork the wrong way in the drawer, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're just like, why did I?
1: Or, and, and, and for me, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily have like a fit of rage because of it, but I, I would. I would just cry. Like mm-hmm. Mel was with me one time in a work meeting when I just I just started crying and it had nothing to do with what we were talking about in the meeting. It had nothing yeah. to do with my workload. It had nothing to, I just had been stuffing something for so long that that's just when yeah. it decided to come out, which is also super fun. But well,
0: our emotions are kind of like a cup or whatever we have that holds all of our emotions. Mm-hmm. Imagine a cup and it's can only hold so much, you know, and I think yours was at the very brim and I just accidentally tapped it. It <laughs> just <laughs> all poured which out. Needed to happen,
1: which needed to happen. Yeah. But That's something that I've learned is when I'm disappointed, I need to be okay with in the right way. I mean, we're not just dumping stuff on our kids by any means, but I need to be okay with looking and saying, mom is sad right now and I'm disappointed. And maybe using, you know, if your kids are younger, disappointed might be a really hard word to use, but even saying the words, things aren't going the way I thought they would. Yeah. Or I'm sad. It's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I know God's in control and I know he's got this. So I know those things, but I'm still feeling Mm. this. Cause I also want my kids to know that, that like, you're going to feel stuff that might not line up with what you know in your head to be true. Yeah. So you might be really disappointed about something that happened in your life and, but in your head you're going, but I know God's in control. He's always taking care of me. I know that He's going to work this out, but you're still dealing with that.
0: Well, that's the problem with feelings and emotions is facts don't change them. Right. You know, you, you have to feel it. You have to feel it in that moment. I, I am realizing Kelly, something that I think is really awesome about you is that you understand that right now. And I don't know that I did, um, So I was a single mom for nine years. It's been several years now that I have been remarried. But I look back and I totally shut down and shielded my boys from my feelings and emotions. Uh, And I see that in them sometimes doing the same thing. And I know that it is not just my fault that I played a part in that. And so I wish, um, not that I had a time machine, but you are doing a great job at that. And I really I'm looking at you, even I'm 15 years into this and however long you are, that's fine. But you're really like a strong hero in that place. So thank you for showing me that. And even as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, gosh, I was really bad about that. I think because I wanted them to think I was strong and okay. Well, and I I think it,
1: you know, my counselor said it comes from a good place. You, Mm -hmm. You want them there's two things like I I feel like well if I'm okay and happy that helps them to know that it's okay for them to be okay and happy you know like I feel like sometimes with our kids there's an element where they can kind of go is it okay that I'm not sad yeah because you know they're being told by the world you should be sad yeah your parents are divorced you know like and they also are you know at times too and then the second thing is I was trying to be so careful that I wasn't manipulating them with my emotion. Mm -hmm. So I find out about something, it disappoints me. I want to make sure that my reaction to them, if I'm emotional, is not me trying to get them to feel that same thing Mm -hmm. in a manipulative way. And so I'm so desperate not to do that which I think is good. I mean, obviously we don't want that for our kids, but I was so desperate not to do that. That then I just totally blocked emotion out, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) which honestly, there are probably times that my kids I'm teaching my kids that like, that's okay. That mom feels nothing Mm -hmm. about this thing. That's obviously super weird and sad or whatever. Yeah. And so that's a hard one to navigate and I'm far from perfect, but that for me, with disappointment, I'm having to learn how to properly show my disappointment in a healthy way to my kids. And honestly, I keep saying my kids, but to my friends, to my yeah. coworkers,
0: in my relationships, like. And to sit, starting, going back to what you started the podcast with, like when you're disappointed, your number one fear is disappointing other people with your disappointment. Right. What a connection. <laughs> you become know? this like, yeah. you know, I,
1: I <laughs> tease all the time. I'm like, I have this heart of stone, you know, that mm-hmm. I've got to figure out how to yeah. loosen up when it comes to sad or disappointing situations. Have you, have you discovered anything that's helped you? It sounds like you almost come... Correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you might come from the opposite, where you've kind of had to rein them in sometimes, especially if your disappointment was anger or.
0: Kelly, I've never been disappointed. (laughs) This is hard for me. No, I think what happens when I'm desperate, I was I try not to show my disappointment to, to you, too. When I'm looking at my boys in a moment of disappointment, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how are they experiencing this? Am I traumatizing them? All of these things. So I would shut down. When I keep doing that, it generally comes out as this anger. Not like I'm not like throwing lamps through the windows. If you have done that. That's fine. We've all had our moments. Um, But it would turn into then small things were big things. Mm. And in the moment, I was, my rational brain is like, this is a small thing. But the whole rest of me is like, we're making it big. Yeah. You know, just Kool Aid Man blowing through that wall I built up. And um, I think that made me at times. And still, and I work on this as I could have been an unpredictable mom. And that is a great guilt of mine, which we are not talking about guilt right now. We don't need to go down that road. It's January. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I work on and I acknowledge that now as I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try really hard to be predictable. I want that for them. But in my disappointment, what I have learned is that I need to take a moment. Yes. And I think we have talked about this before in other avenues on this Podcast, whatever that looks like for you, I go for a drive or go for a walk and literally just, if I can give myself a moment, it is a totally different mill that shows up mm-hmm. to that. Um, and I think what I do in that moment is I kind of pull back and I look at the big picture and I try to really figure out like what, why this has, why this has disappointed me. What, you know, all of these things. And then, um, it just allows me to take control of the situation for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as I've gotten older, I've realized like, I can't control all of the other people in these disappointing stories, but I, most of the time Kelly can control myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we, you know, we were talking, I, I had an experience, um, recently and it shocked me at how disappointed i was i think i felt a little dumb and unhealed
1: mm-hmm.
0: if that makes sense yeah and then my disappointment sort of turned on myself of like i was upset that i was upset how stupid is that mm. You know, do time. you have these like two people in your brain, like one's got its hands crossed looking at the other one, just like <sighs> you. <laughs> and the other one's like, like but are it are you really right hurt, now? okay. Yes. Um, but but I, I, I told you, and I still am very proud of myself. And it seems so small, but I literally took a moment and I went for a drive and it went from... I was at a 9.98823 on the one to 10 disappointment scale Yes. to when I put my car back in park in that driveway, I was like breathing normally. And I'm like, we got this. This is not the end of the world. I'm going to still, you know, it was just, I'm trying to like tell the story without telling the story, but all of it to say, I haven't always been proud of myself when I've been disappointed, but in the moments... When I take some time to gather myself and breathe, rarely am I like, shouldn't have done that. I've never, I've never been like, wow, you shouldn't have taken a moment. So that is something I've learned in the middle of disappointment. I think those pauses
1: are so important because our emotions can lie to us so Mm. quickly. Mm -hmm. And because they can feel so real. I mean, I I have days that I wake up and I feel just this weight that's almost like I can't shake and it doesn't matter how much I've read my Bible or how much I've prayed or how much and it's just for whatever reason God's allowed it to still be there and there's times that I just kind of have to So I want to be careful because earlier I said something about not stuffing it I think there is an okay time to have to hold it in for a little bit. Yeah
0: because we're again we keep using the word navigate yes that Even if you're navigating as you putting on the brakes for a moment and figuring out where you are and pulling the car over. Yeah. Because that's that's a part of it. Because God, that's,
1: that's fruit of the spirit, right? Self-control. So we might feel that emotion and we have to hold it. Mm. And sometimes I have to hold it till I go to sleep that night and wait till the next day. If it's a really big thing that can wait, I make myself wait three days. It's like this weird, I don't know why. Three days
0: you know no that isn't where I, I there have been times where i've held something before i shared with other people i love sharing i have like you know you i have a friend that i call in that moment every mm-hmm. single time but sometimes even this recent disappointment i had i didn't call because i i it was even that yeah i'm gonna wait and figure out what i really feel about this moment before my bestie just throws gas on it it's like yeah girl yeah <laughs> I mean, you
1: know <laughs> how many times have you felt something that seems so real and a few hours later you're like
0: Everything's fine. It's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now, don't do not do what what I would do that was wrong was I would hold it and then I would wait and then I would convince myself that I just needed to deal with that disappointment and not put it on somebody else. And so does that make sense? Like, yeah,
0: you just, uh, you stuffed it in the attic? It was, Is that it? what you're yeah. saying? Like
1: yeah. I, I stuffed it to the point of never dealing with it. And that's that's where it ventures into not okay. Yeah. Um, And some of that was there'd been times in my life that I'd been trained to do that in a sense, because if I tried to deal with disappointment, it did not go well. And so yeah. you're also having to break old patterns. cycles, um, and, mm-hmm. and so that's a big one. But like even, gosh, I think about like when your kids are little moms, I'm just going to give you permission for some things. This isn't necessarily a lie because I feel like we can always make ourselves go to the bathroom, <laughs> but when they're really little, uh-huh. if the, and that's literally the only way you could like get a moment, you just, yeah. Say you got to go to the bathroom and go to the bathroom for a little bit. Well,
0: even if you're just in the bathroom, you went to the bathroom. This is true. that's not a lie. This is (laughs)
1: true. Um, If you just need that moment to do that and just sit for a second and just breathe. Um, Mm -hmm. If you need to let them have a little screen time, even though you normally wouldn't have, it's okay. So you can go get your emotions right. That's important. Um, if you need to, for a lot of you, you have to wait till they go to bed. And I'm sorry. And I remember that stage. Um, and you just do everything you can to survive till they go to bed. But then the next day or then after you've had the time to pause and think through that disappointment, making sure to go back, especially if it's something that the kids like are very aware of and mm-hmm. know that it was disappointing or sad. Yeah. Making sure you don't just avoid it you got to go back and you got to
0: yeah. address it. I, I would encourage all of you to at least find one person that you can talk to in those moments Absolutely. that will say, you know, like when I told you, I'm proud of myself, you're like, I'm proud of you. We all need that person. Or to go, I'm not really proud of that. And then to go, yeah, how are you going to do better next time? Mm-hmm. I think that's so, because the the complicated thing about being a single mom is that at the end of the day, you lay in bed and you don't get to look over and go, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. You're just talking to yourself about it. And me, myself, and I sometimes have gotten me into some trouble. <laughs> and so have a person who knows you and wants the best for you and your kids. And, you know, I have that person and most of the time she'll say, I'm proud of you too. But when I really need it, she'll say, have you, you know, considered this? Or maybe you should not do it that way next time. Yeah. And I just don't tell her the next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you find yourself
1: not calling that friend, yeah. you know something's uh, up.
0: No, I'm, you know, have somebody with grace too. Absolutely. Because you had talked about that you would never put that same expectation on someone else. And that is the truth. We are so hard on ourselves. Yeah, Have a hype girl encourager. Um, and if you don't have that, find a place. And, and what I have always found is church or support groups or things like that are the best place to find that person yes. if you don't have that person. Because
1: I was gonna say you joked earlier about your friend throwing gasoline on it. Or yeah, and sometimes I do it. and sometimes I need them to. And you know, but but making sure it's a friend that ultimately is going to bring you back to Christ. And yeah. going to bring you back to okay, but here's what you can control and here's how God's with you and and point you to that because that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, that's the healer of disappointment sure is <laughs> as much as I'd rather just throw something. In. <laughs> I know it's throw the so lamp good. Through the wall, yes. That <laughs> I mean,
0: th- it was the window, which Kool-Aid, the wall is much be the better. <laughs> yes. So let's just take a moment. You know, we talked about, here's what I've learned. And those were positive things, but the reality of life is what, when we are learning things, sometimes we learn them through our own mistakes. So, what have you learned about navigating disappointment that you wouldn't do again? I
1: think the biggest thing for me is learning that an emotion is not going to last forever.
0: Oh, that's and so that's really it's kind of
1: like that, like us talk. That's why I think we're so passionate about talking about wait it, wait, mm-hmm. when you can't give it a minute, because I even think the older I get, the even more overpowering, emotions can feel. And I know that sounds crazy because we were teenagers once and we were hormonal and insane, but like, I feel like the older I get and the more I am just like obsessed with my kids yeah, um, and my friends and coworkers or, you know, whatever it may be, that emotion can almost become even heavier when things don't go the way I hope that they would or the things that I hope it would for them. Um, and that just knowing that breathe It will pass. You will think clearly again. Life will go on. Yeah. And honestly, there's so many times in my life that I look back. I love that like the Psalms and so many places in scripture, they tell you to like go back. I remember the works of my salvation. I remember the works of your hand, like those different things. When we look back and I go, how many of my disappointments in life actually turned out to be amazing things or that God made this beauty from ashes that was so wonderful and a work that only he could do. And so just know that that emotion is not always going to be there and that God is going to help you process it and figure out how to deal with it.
0: Is there a practical thing that you do in that moment that pulls you back going, wait, this is just a moment. This is just a season. This is not, you know, or is it just you saying that? I think it's,
1: Just being aware, I think it's being aware of what's happening and I have to stop and go, this is a really strong feeling that I need to process. And it is, I think that, that, that might be why I've made that three day thing. Like I got to wait three days
0: Mm.
1: if it's a big one that can wait, you know, like I got to wait or I got to wait, I got to at least sleep one night. Before and, I, and so
0: most of the time by day three, it's not as big as it was on day one. I would say 99% of the time. Hmm. Well, we can do anything for three
1: days, surely, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. When okay. possible.
1: Now, some, <laughs> some of those disappointments involve like quick answers, mm-hmm. uh, reactions, which I've even now I've started doing something where if I'm talking to someone and I'm disappointed and I don't know how to deal with it, I've even said, you know, I am really kind of struck by how disappointed i am in this so can i just have a little bit and Mm -hmm. let's circle back it's not you well it might be them but you know, (laughs) it's not you it's (laughs) me but like um can we circle back can i just have like if i'm on the phone that's text is great because you can just kind of wait but like if you're on the phone or even in person to be like
0: i'm not i'm not really sure how i feel and so i I just need a moment i would love to normalize that all right amen and because, to, to not even ask, just to say, I'm, I need a moment. Because scripture tells us to, you know, be slow to anger,
1: be slow to your responses and things, you know, tame your tongue. And I feel like sometimes we just owe people, we feel like we owe people such a quick response because we're so mm. easy to get a hold of. We're so easy to, you know. Mm. Um, so I've even done that a few times. Like, hey, I, I actually, I'm not really sure what I think about that. So I just need... I just need a little bit. Can I get back with you tomorrow?
0: Or, you know. That's really good. Whatever that may be. That's super practical. And to maybe even tell ourselves that, right? In the moment when you're looking in the mirror, hey, I'm not really sure what to do with this. Yeah, Let's meet back here at 8 p.m. tonight after we've eaten. Yeah. (laughs) And see how we feel. And, and, you know, I joke about the three-day things, but
1: there even has been times that I've given myself a time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I am not going to respond to this or... I'm not going to do anything with this till 8 PM or till it's not nighttime anymore or until
0: I've eaten lunch, you know? Yeah,
1: that's really good.
0: I'm going to remember that. What about you? Well, before I say this, I feel like I need to preface that we've probably all done this and I don't intend for anyone to feel guilty. Like as I'm about to say it, I'm thinking through times I have done this wrong. Um, and so as moms, we're going to make mistakes and guess what? We're teaching our children grace. <laughs> and Absolutely. so uh, what I was going to say that I've learned not to do is involve my children in my processing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about my kids a lot because like disappoint me, fine. Disappoint me and my kids or just my kids. It's Absolutely. a different ball game. And I just, it used, you, you know, the weight of that and, and my friend Lynn always says you're only as happy as your saddest child. Mm-hmm. So if they're disappointed and I'm disappointed, that is so much weight to carry. Um, but I have learned to not involve them in my processing. And I know we do. We've all done this. So I'm telling you not to feel guilty about it. We just get better. Right. We right. just do the right next thing as they sing on Frozen 2. It's a, it's a great song. It actually. is a great song. It was I was like, oh, I should. Like, yes. well done. Well yes. Done. OK. Um But, you know, I I want to acknowledge that um, there were times I was involving them in my processing and my reactions, and I didn't realize it, but they did. Right. You know, maybe by – I don't even have the radio on or, you know, something like that. And it's not – and do you see the dichotomy here of that? I'm a little thinking it's the opposite of what you said where you were like, I shut down, and and now – but it it was just different. I was – making them deal with the disappointment in an adult way, right? wanting them to process it with me or making sure they were okay or trying to keep them from being disappointed when I should have just taken three days. Yeah, And I circle back around with my boys and I'll say, hey, how did you experience me in that moment? I can't do this all the time because I'm not brave enough too, Kelly, because I have two young men that are not afraid of telling me what they're (laughs) thinking. Um, You're like, thank you, I think. But, you know, if I'm disappointed and they're not, I need to be absolutely okay with that. Right. And if they're disappointed and I'm not, I also need to be okay with that. So me forcing them to process or expecting them to react a certain way has got me in a lot of trouble in the past or not realizing that I was involving them in it. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to do as a single mom because they're your little sidekicks. They are. It's us, you know, it's the three musketeers. It's we're going to conquer the world together. Um, But they're not, you know, they're they're kids. And so I think we just accidentally do that with well-meaning. So that is my Mel, stop doing this when you're disappointed. (laughs) Well, let's, Kelly, let's do this. I want you to imagine a single mom that you know and love. And maybe that single mom that you know and love is you. And I want you to just think of her in a moment of disappointment and give her a word of encouragement as we close. Hmm.
1: I would say that you are not alone. You are not broken. Well, we're all broken people, but we have a savior that holds us and heals us and forgives us. And even if you've had circumstances in your life where you stuff disappointment because you would always get bad repercussions for ever voicing disappointment, you have a God you can voice disappointment to, and he's not going to do that to you. Um, read Psalm 13. It's really hitting me in this moment why I love that Psalm so much. Um, that David cries out to God and he even says things that aren't even true about God and God does not strike him down. God listens and God restores. And ultimately David turns back to, but I'm gonna trust you because you're trustworthy even if I don't feel like it right now. And you can do that. You can do that with God. And so I think that's the biggest thing I would say is you are not alone, even if you feel so alone in that moment.
0: Kelly, I just quickly looked up Psalm 13. It's pretty short, so I'm going to close this podcast by reading it. How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts, and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long Will my enemy triumph over me? Look at me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome. And my foes will rejoice when I fail. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me.